Hey there, friends. My name is Tori, and I'm your host of the Take Courage podcast. I'm so glad you have joined me in this corner of the internet today. I'm a Christ follower, high school teacher, health coach, and dog mom. When I'm not teaching, you can find me hiking, drinking coffee, or spending time with friends. My goal for this podcast is for you to leave feeling inspired to take courage in an area of your life, whether that is your job, your health, relationships, passions, or your walk with God. Sometimes it will be just me, and sometimes I will bring others along for the ride. Either way, I hope you leave feeling encouraged to be bolder and more obedient to what God has for your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Take Courage podcast. I'm so glad you are here this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you are listening to this. You are in for a real treat today. I am continuing my series on COVID conversations. I introduced this series on the last episode, episode number eight, where I interviewed a college professor, Brenna. She was amazing. If you haven't listened to that podcast, I recommend go back and listen to that episode. But I'm going to be continuing today, and you are going to hear a conversation about COVID and pandemic and all of the things with my friend Julia. She is currently finishing up her senior year at James Madison University, which is my alma mater, go Duke. So I'm a little bit biased, but she goes in and shares some really amazing things that she has learned over the past year. And it is just awesome to hear her share about really what, how God is moving in her life. There are going to be two or three times today during the podcast that you're listening to this conversation between Julia and I, where I come back as present day Tori because I want to expand on some of the things that she talks about because it is so good. So just be prepared for that. I am going to come on and pop in here and share some things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Julia and I. All right. Hello, Julia. Welcome. Hey, Tori. What's going on? And you know what? It is Friday. And so I am just all kinds of happy, truthfully. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Honestly, today is my day off. So I am resting. Oh, <laughs> so good. Good. You deserve it. You have had a crazy season, which we're going to hear about a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start off, I would love if you can just kind of introduce yourself and tell us about who you are and what you do. Yeah, totally. So, hey, y'all. Um, my name is Julia Weaver. And I am a proud JMU Duke, go mm-hmm. Dukes. Um, and I will graduate in May, actually. I'm finishing up uh, with two courses there. I'm a media arts and design major. Um, so that's just a fancy way of saying I'm a film major. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually currently an intern at Elevation Church. So that has been the season that I'm in so far, and it's been absolutely incredible. So still in college, interning at Elevation, it is quite, quite the life I'm living right now. So, so cool. Dang. I am excited to hear about all of that. Um, so on this ser- in this series that we have going on, I am going to ask you some, some questions regarding this whole pandemic that we're in. And so to kind of kick things off, I would love to like circle back to March a year ago. Um, So where were you when you realized that 
COVID was actually gonna like we have to wear masks like this is an actual thing where like what was going on with you when that all went down this is actually the funniest question ever because I was on my spring break JMU spring break and guess where I was I was in Disney World so I I was in Epcot and we're just walking around and I get And we kind of heard on the news, like uh, from a while ago, like it was like in China and Italy, like back in the beginning stages of it. And I just remember even before spring break being in my public relations class and we had like a quiz and it was like, in your opinion, should Harrisonburg start prepping if COVID-19 like comes? And a lot of the class voted no, because we thought it wasn't going to affect us. Wow. (laughs) Two weeks later, um, we get an email from jmu saying your spring breaks extended and we will see where we're going from there and so many people were like yeah let's go like i can imagine but then there's me and i felt so silly because i cried (laughs) i was like i thought about it and i was like oh my gosh i'm not going back to school I'm not going to have a senior year. And so that was me, maybe the little type six on the Enneagram, if y'all know what I mean, but that was me worst case scenario thinking, and little did I know the worst case scenario happened and wow, in this pandemic, but it was kind of insane being in the happiest place on earth and then finding out that, yo, like the pandemic is here and, um, that would just kickstart a season. But I always tell my mom, I'm so glad we went out with a bang because we did. (laughs) We went to Disney World and then we were shut down. And the wild part, this is such a side note that is off topic, but the wild part was we drove there, right? And so we were driving the 12 hours back. Oh my My gosh. My mother was coughing the whole ride home and she was so sick. And I eventually switched to drive, but we were all like, well, we're going to die. Here we go. But she, apparently she tested negative for COVID, but she did have the flu, but I wouldn't be surprised oh if she actually had COVID, but that's the wild story. That's where I found out. And, um, we've grown a lot since then. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> During your senior, well, your intuition or your, I guess, Enneagram six worst case scenario ended up being right. But during your senior Years. So how do, I'm sure that like turned everything upside down because campus was essentially closed the rest mm-hmm. of the semester. So tell me about that. How was, how was all of that? Like once you get back to, you know, Harrisonburg, what, yeah. what did you do? Like, how did that change everything? It was one of the most, oh, I'm trying to find the word like eerie experiences when I went back to JMU. So I was a junior at the time. That was my spring semester, junior year. Mm, okay. And, um, I went back to campus, um, to my house, like right off campus to get my, uh, get some things. Cause I knew I was going back home, um, to Fredericksburg and JMU was a ghost town. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, the quad, like it's so lively mm-hmm. and, uh, I was, I love the quad because whenever I was on the quad, I saw someone I knew and like that there was just such a warmth on campus mm-hmm. and man, I love my school so much, but in going back, I <laughs> purposely just went on an emo walk, just a walk around campus, like running yeah. this. And I sat in front of Wilson and the little, like the, the song played at 5 PM uh-huh. and the sun was about to set and like, 
I was just kind of soaking it in. Um, and there's just like, it was so eerie cause it was so empty. Like you could hear yeah. the silence. Um, but when I was sitting there, there's just a weird sense of peace. Like everything was going to be okay. Mm. And it wasn't the JMU that like I fell in love with like years ago, but yeah. it was still like, I knew I was supposed to be here and I sat there and I just felt honestly the Lord's presence and just felt so peaceful. Like I wasn't happy. I was definitely very, very sad, but like, I still felt peace like that. Everything was going to be yeah. okay. And so that was kind of the vibe going back to Harrisonburg. And then throughout the summer, um, I went back, uh, maybe like once a month to take senior photos, but I had to wait a little bit. Cause I didn't know if that was safe, but of course you can take photos socially distanced now that I look back at it. Um, so it was like a blessing to be able to go back and be able to bless the seniors that were graduating and that they weren't going to have a graduation. And so mm -hmm. I think that was almost the highlight almost, and we might touch on that later, but yeah, the highlight of the pandemic in a way, because I still got to do what I loved and I was very thankful that I was still, still able to do that safely. Um, so that's kind of what got me through, but JMU was like, going back to college it, in online classes. Like what? Uh, like that right? was like, I, I have to like, teach them. This, and I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, sorry. I cannot even imagine like, but uh, bless your heart. I, cause I just know as a college student, just sitting in class, like, I don't want to pay attention on zoom. And so that's so hard for an extrovert, like me not being around in a classroom. And yeah. so it was definitely a shift for sure. Dang. I want to touch on one thing that you mentioned. So you, you have a side business. Yes. As a photographer. And yeah. so you said you had like a, a short pause, but you were still able to do that with seniors and, and continue to grow that business. That's so cool. Did you feel like it was more stressful because of the pandemic or did you get into a groove where it was like, okay, yeah. we wear masks, we distance, like this yep. is good. Yeah. Um, it was definitely an adjustment at first because I didn't, know uh like what was okay and what mm -hmm. was safe because I'm trying to protect myself and my family um since we're higher risk and so um we kind of I kind of started getting a system going and I lived in Fredericksburg but then I would drive over to Harrisonburg once a month and um basically I would schedule seniors like just like once a month like in those th a three-day chunk and mm -hmm. just kind of like get them done and it was like nice because in reality like owning a photography business out at a college like my April it there's finals but there's also maybe like three senior sessions a day in April because you have to fit it before graduation wow. so it was almost a blessing as a photographer because I, I was able to spread those out all summer and there's just more time um and so it definitely was a little uh, hard to navigate at first, but then I got into the rhythm and like weddings was a whole different ball game. So I uh, didn't offer weddings, of course. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, maybe this is just the season to not photograph weddings. And yeah. Um, and there's like some, a lot of different comfort levels. There's people all over the spectrum and uh, being comfortable and safe. But personally for me, like I just didn't feel comfortable mm -hmm. um, with that exposure. And so I decided to shut that part down for a season. And I still am currently in that season. Mm -hmm. Um, plus I also just don't have time in the season, but right. hopefully in the future, I, I love shooting weddings as well too. So nice. So yeah. inspiring. I love that you have your hands in so many different areas because God's called you a lot. And so I feel like mm -hmm. you take each of those callings and really just kind of embrace them. So 
Thank you. All I right, I'm gonna that. kind of yeah. You're welcome. I yeah. want to keep going on the check of the pandemic, but I yeah. want to ask you. You mentioned being an extrovert, and so I wonder if this kind of goes into this. But if you had to say like what was really the hardest part about all of this now, like if we take it back to March, even to now, because like you said, at the beginning, we're, we're still in a pandemic. Like I, myself, I'm still teaching virtually. I had calls today for my class. I'm not yet back in the building. And so how do you think you have dealt with stress during this time? Mm -hmm. Um, or how have you stayed grounded? Um, you can answer both. They're kind of like similar, but what would you say would be some of the ways that have helped you just cope with stress well and stay grounded, um, in all the chaos. Yeah, for sure. Um, two of the things like at first, I think it's important to mention what I was most fearful of and then how I coped with that. And so I think the two fears, (laughs) um, I had were more specifically, um, keeping my parents safe, um, Mm -hmm. and my family, because, um, at the time when this all started, my older sister was pregnant. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's just no sign, there's nothing like that we knew about, um, this disease and my parents are both older and high risk and I'm type one diabetic myself. And so, um, lots of things happening (laughs) for sure. For sure. And like going into the season of COVID, like starting in the year, I come from a family where, almost the news is like the gospel and it's not mm-hmm. and gospel means good news. Right. But sometimes mm-hmm. the news is never good on the news and it's yeah. important to be informed. And my family's very informed and that's a great thing, but if it becomes what you worship, then, uh, it just creates just a life of fear. And mm, that's, that's what I was yeah. really carrying with me. And so most imp- first off, I was fearful for the health and well-being of my yeah. family, yeah. but also, and that creeped into my relationships, unfortunately. And like, I was, I was afraid to hang out with my friends mm-hmm. and, um, as an extrovert, that was just really hard. So I had to be, um, more creative with intentionality. And so just being, uh, okay with a FaceTime instead yeah. of in person. Cause I knew it was just for a season. And I think it was honestly just a test because, uh, before COVID, I was so, um, I was so dependent for, since I am an extrovert, I was so dependent on my community to, yeah. me. And, and that so, physical community too. That physical like community. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so having that, I realized how much I depended on it. Mm-hmm. And like when, JMU was taken away when that experience of JMU was taken away from me. I almost had an identity crisis because I'm wow. like, oh my gosh, like who I who am I? Right. Like, I'm right. not this like girl that's well known at JMU. Like I am in my parents' house, um, which has its own challenges, but love my family. Right. Um, right. And so I had this new um kind of season to navigate through. And so honestly, going back to what I was saying, being fearful to hang out with my friends, like a lot of, uh, my friends are just on like the different, um, spectrums of comfortability. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I've been calling it. Um, and I've definitely am just, um, more cautious than most. And like, that is not coming from a place of judgment or resentment for anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just because, um, it's just honestly just being trained by even what my parents say. And so, uh, whether that's like good or bad, like it's ingrained in my brain. And so 
I had to like, especially now this season, I had to unlearn some things, but realize like I am taking the precautions I need to like wearing Mm -hmm. like a double mask, socially distancing, um, limiting my, uh, time in public. Mm -hmm. Um, and some people may not live that lifestyle and, um, and I have no judgment towards that at all. As long as, as long as you're keeping your homie safe, um, whatever that looks like for you full send. Um, so there was just a lot of fear, fear, right. I think that was the key word in this, but, um, how I coped with that, it gave me this time that I never had before because I, we were kind of talking about it before we started recording, but God, I had this schedule on my iCal that looked like a Lego house that had no oh space in between everything. <laughs> oh, and no. I put my pride in that. And so wow. I, I was praying to God, like, God, please clear my schedule. Wow. Can you please, or like, can you please just like open up something to where I have time to spend right. with you right. and like playing this so innocently and y'all can't see me right now, but I'm picking up my planner. God literally threw it and chucked it across the room. And I was like, well, you have time now. And <laughs> goodbye to like, your planner. Right. Wow. And so I had time. And so in that time, what's helped me sh- cope with my stress and my fear is honestly just journaling. And I had, I spent maybe like two hours a day, um, in the beginnings of this quarantine, like to spend time with God, read his word. And, um, I started listening to more podcasts, like from like passion city and elevation, just really, um, honing into God's word, which was looking back, like, I'm so thankful for that. And like the perspective that gave me, because it just completely shifted the way I thought. And so journaling is a huge thing for me, but also, uh, recently what I've really been learning, um, now that I kind of learned solitude and what that was like in this past year and Mm -hmm. loving to spend time with myself, um, but I have to remember I was made to be in community Mm-hmm. And I can't reject that. And so one of my favorite lo- things now, it's literally my love language is just one-on-ones with people. I feel so fueled from that. Um, and that like really is what helps me cope with stress is just this verbally process what's happening throughout the day. And so I would say journaling and um, spending time one-on-one with people that like you, that you feel poured into, that's definitely been the ways that, um, I've been coping with it. And so if you're able, um, to, uh, safely meet with a friend, um, do it <laughs> because just, I think that's everything is just being able, you, you kind of just forget how much piles up even like, it's hard to yes. say it's true that it's been a year. And so when you haven't talked to anybody that you relate to in like six months, you have so much to spill. It's like so much to bottle up. And so definitely those one-on-ones um, have been a game changer for me in this kind of newer season of life that I'm in. Yeah, that's so good. Community was brought up in the last podcast that I did and was interviewing someone. She mentioned community was like the way that was like the thing that really, really helped her. And I just think that's so important because yeah, it can be easy to stay virtual and virtual stuff is good. Like even, even connecting with you right now is like, great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't realize I'm like, wow, I really miss Julia and getting <laughs> to like talk to her and stuff, but it's, it's true. And so as things like like the pandemic keeps moving forward, but life also keeps yeah. moving forward too. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like, while my current job may look 
pretty much the same. Like there, there are stepping stones in place for us to shift and kind of pivot and things like that. So what would you say? And cause you are in a different season now than yep. you were a little bit ago. So you're in the process of finishing classes. Yep. Um, but where do you, where have you grown since last March? So you definitely uh, like, yep. you shared about community and like your time with the Lord has been so rich, which is amazing. Um, and now you're doing stuff with like your internship. And so how, how do you feel like you've grown? Like what are areas that you've improved in that could inspire someone who's listening now? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, a year ago or March, um, I was going into this time of learning what it looked like, uh, to be in solitude. And, um, just because that I was alone doesn't mean I was lonely. And, mm-hmm. um, I learned what it kind of looked like to rest mm-hmm. because that's something, cause I'm actually an Enneagram three. <laughs> and so that, Wait, we just, you know, we just need to pause there for yeah. a there are so many. So I'm an Enneagram three. For sure, a hundred percent. There are so many times though where I'm like, Julia's, she's got to be right. Like, she just has to be Enneagram three. Yeah, and it's I because going into this uh, internship, I thought I was a six, and but but the three and six are related. Yeah, so a lot of ways. I was just Mm -hmm. gonna say because now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the three is healthy, they they move towards a six, and I believe so. When they're unhealthy, they move towards the nine. Yes. So just go ahead and share because like I've been misidentified also. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it's it's so real because I think when I thought I was because sixes and threes are not easily mistyped, and they're not for some reason because you. I think what's so important about the Enneagram is that you can't simply look at your behavior and judge and you can't stereotype. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves on social media sometimes is like, which Disney princess is which Enneagram? Like, yeah, like they're fun, but like also it's like, right. What matters is like your internal motives. Like what is like your deep desires? And I used to think it was security and like in my relationships and uh, cause I was an anxious person. I use air quotes, but you can't see them. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm a six. But then as I've gone into this internship, I like prayed to God because I was coming in with so much, but I couldn't put my finger on what my feelings were. And so, uh, there's been a lot of chance, uh, a lot of chances for self-reflection. And so as I was journaling, I'm like, what do I fear the most? And like, what are my motives when I go into this? And he, he is so faithful and like revealing it to me, but it was ugly. Like Mm. I didn't realize how much I fell into perfectionism, how much Mm -hmm. I fell into people pleasing my Mm. deepest desire just to be known and to be Mm. recognized. Because I think in college, uh, I was, I led my school's newscast. I was a small group leader in IV. I was really involved in the local church. I owned a photography business. I worked for JMU Communications and Marketing. Achieve, so, achieve, 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 achieve is what put, it sounds like. Yes. Wow. And I put so much of my pride in that. And I, wow. I wanted to be known for who I was. I was a good Christian girl. Right. And I wanted to be known for what I did. Here's my talents. And I wanted it to all look pretty and wrapped in a bow. Um, And then coming into this, I'm like, Oh goodness, there's some things that I've built up that are not so pretty. And, um, just kind of, uh, digesting that. And I learned after that reflection, 
there I am a hardcore three and I think wow. that but it's um and it's so important to one of the biggest things I need to say is like the Enneagram's awesome it's a great tool it's a great conversation to have with your friends um but don't it's not the gospel. It's, it's a tool. And so it's so important to not put yourself in a box. Um, because in reality, like Jesus was all the numbers, like he's all of them perfectly combined. And, uh, it's so possible to like, you can relate to every single part in a number, but it's just like, it's so important to just use it as a tool and um, kind of guide that to rec- to just put names on what your motivations are. I think that was what really helped me All right, I'm going to pop in here real quick just to address the Enneagram. For those that are not familiar with it, the Enneagram is a personality test evaluation tool, as Julia said, that can help people identify core desires, core weaknesses, natural strengths a person may have. So if you are curious about the Enneagram and you are like, what are all of these numbers? She's talking about nine numbers. What is a six? What is a three? Um, You can head over to a website. It is called EnneagramTest.net. That is a really free and just fast way for you to take the Enneagram test. If you're curious, it's going to pop out three potential numbers that best sync up with what you said on the quiz answers. And so I encourage you, once you take the quiz, if you go and you read about those three numbers, about what the core fears are, the core desires, it helps to... uh, kind of paint a better picture of what number you potentially are so again that website is enneagramtest.net that is e-n-n-e-a-g-r-a-m-t-e-s-t dot net okay so we're gonna get back to this podcast after we were talking about enneagram i asked julia if she could share the biggest life lesson that she feels like she has learned since March of last year to present day in 2021. She has an awesome answer. So let's take a listen. One thing that's been really popping up for me, I believe, is uh, I, I think am the worst critic of myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's so easy to look back at who you were and like what your situation was before COVID and, um, and looking here now, it feels like I've fallen short so many times because like, <laughs> if anything, it's just like heart, like just the momentum and everything. And so I think one of the biggest things is like receiving grace for yourself like people say like, have grace for yourself, but like you were, yeah, like that. And you were given grace. So like receive it. And so, um, oftentimes I feel like I can just be so hard on myself. I'm like, Oh, like I'm not striving high enough. And, um, I feel like I'm never doing enough, but like Mm -hmm. in that gap, when we're just trying to like be more like God, like God fills that gap and like gives Mm -hmm. us grace. And that's, definitely one of the lessons that I'm learning right now too. Um, and honestly, uh, just kind of giving a little background of where I'm coming from, just like being in quarantine with my parents, like in a house where, um, we never went out and just like kind of living in fear and doing online classes Mm -hmm. and, 
now and then going back to college I lived by myself in an apartment and what got me through from keep being so lonely all the time I started fostering cats which (laughs) honestly this is such a side note but highly recommend because that just got me through and gave me so much joy oh so sweet Um, and then so I'm coming like from being this like new cat lady and to going into an internship at Elevation Church. And <laughs> you're so, so cool. Let me just say that. <laughs> oh, stop. It's honestly just so humbling. And like, I think now I'm in this season of transitioning because I am around people a lot more often. And it's like this transition that's like, really scary in a sense, because I'm like, wow, I have not been around people since March like mm-hmm. what and so of course like there's safety guidelines that we follow but like still it was just out of my comfort zone from yeah being in my room in Fredericksburg and so um in Harrisonburg and so I think that transition um it was really shocking at first um being around a lot of people but one of the biggest lessons I think in all of this is that God's in control and like God's like anointed this season for me. Um, And you can just tell because like I've made friendships that are so close to me already and it's only been a month. And like, I think that God can be so powerful in that. And that like, you know, that they're just God given friends when it feels like that. And so um, I would encourage you, like whoever's listening to is like, God has anointed this season for you as well. And like, whether you're in your college apartment with your roommates, wow, or like, if you're at home in your hometown with your parents, like God has called you to like, God has called you to be with the people you're with right now. And so um, I think that just reminding yourself of that, because oftentimes like I'm in a really great season of blessing right now. And I'm like, wow, I'm just not worthy of uh, meeting these people. I'm not worthy of being here. Um, And I have to pinch myself because it's honestly just such a dream um, for to be with people that I've looked up to for so long. Um, But at the same time, like it's not always glorious. Like as an intern, I'm doing intern things. I'm picking up props. I'm getting Starbucks and all this stuff. But like, that's my season right now. But like whoever's listening, like no matter where you are, I think that it's just so important to take a step back and remind yourself that this is the season that God has you in. And whether that's Mm -hmm. like a season of blessing or more of a season of just like submission and um, maybe things like aren't so great, like he's anointed it and like he's called you to live in it. And he more important, he most importantly, like calls you to people because like everything else may have gotten canceled. Um, Like Mm. me going to London got canceled. Me going to LA got canceled, but like he opens the right doors for you and just like trusting, like the biggest lesson in all of this, I think is that God is in control and like nothing, you can try your best to control it, but it's, it saves you a lot of pain when you just honestly just let go of the grip and like open your hands. And I think that's something that I'm still wrestling with and still learning in the season because I'm like, yeah, God, like what's next? Like, I don't know. And this internship's only 15 weeks, but just like surrendering that to him, like, and just, he gives you enough strength for today. And so just like living in that present and being intentional with your work that you're doing now, like it's going to show so much fruit in the next season. Um, and I think it's just so important to remind yourself that, um, and just spend time with him because, um, he created you for that. And so 
uh, that's definitely the biggest wow. lesson. It's really hard to learn. I'm still learning it. Um, but yeah. surrendering is just a whole lot easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. You said, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to try to, to, to summarize all that you just said, because there was, so- I don't, I think I needed to hear a lot of that. Actually, if I'm going to be real with you, no, like walking in the confidence that, that this season that I'm currently in is still anointed is a reminder that mm. I need it. So thank you, Julia, for that. Um, <laughs> it's him, not yeah. me. <laughs> I definitely needed to hear that because it's hard staring at a screen and not having kids respond to you or yeah. not being able to see them. And so, but you mentioned at the very beginning, that gap between like, obviously working as much as we can to be like God, but then he fills that gap with immense grace and Mm -hmm. still knowing that we wake up each day with all of this grace and that like, he gives you the grace for that day. He gives you the strength for that day. And that this whole season that you're walking in, whether it's you in this 15 week placement or it's me virtually teaching, like God Mm -hmm. is anointing every part of that. So um, that is so good. Thank you for all of that. Oh my gosh, um, of course. And something, something that I wanted to add to, yeah. um, I highly recommend going back, uh, <laughs> plugging Elevation Church real quick, but Holly Furtick gave a talk, um, and she talks about the story of Gideon, which is, mm-hmm. um, in, let me look, Judges 6. So I highly recommend if I had never heard the story of Gideon before, but basically uh, he's just like this man who is starving and weak and just trying to feed his family. And they're currently oppressed by the tribe called like the Midianites. And um, eventually like God calls him to lead an army of like 300 men against an army that's significantly bigger, but like God like was with them and like they conquered the oppressors. And Mm -hmm. Um, something that was so important that she pointed out was, so the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and he's just like trying to get together wheat, um, just to feed his family. And the Lord calls him mighty warrior. And like mm. Gideon just looks at himself. He's like, I, what? <laughs> like I'm starving. Like, yeah. but like it, something that was so significant is that God calls you according to your potential. Like he doesn't call mm. God doesn't view you as like, uh, this lonely, th- this, like a student who, uh, is struggling to get good grades. Like he views you as wise and like, according to your potential, like he doesn't view you as like a teacher that is struggling to get by and like, uh, is like, hold on, I'm trying to find the words. He doesn't see you as just like a teacher just trying to do her job and just like trying to get kids to pay attention, but he sees you as like an educator and like a giver of wisdom and like Dang. potential, right? And wow. so you never know like the seeds that you're going to plant in this season. And like, as, and I wanted to applaud you for like the work that you do, because I, I it's, I'm sure it's just so hard to like see any fruit from that, but I think you're just planting so many seeds in kids' lives that they're going to look back and like, you were just, you might've been a smaller part, but you were still a part in like them, uh, getting to know God better. And so also with that, like going back to the story of Gideon, like Gideon's like, what are you talking about? Like, I cannot do this, but like God like prepares you along the way. And he promises like, I will be with you. I will be with you. And like, it says so much like in Joshua, like be strong and courageous. Like the Lord will be with you wherever you go. And that's so true. And so that's something I wanted to touch on as well, because that's a 
recent sermon that really spoke to me and also another piece of scripture. I'm kind of a, a Bible nerd, so excuse me, but another piece of scripture mm-hmm. that I wanted to bring up uh, that spoke to me in this season. And this was kind of introduced to me by Ben Stewart from Passion City Church. Yep. And what mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But sermons are great. Yes. And I love just like how in depth in the word that he gets and just like, it's so scripturally based and like, he just soaks in the word. And so he's like going in depth through Colossians right now. And mm-hmm. this is Colossians uh, 1, uh, 9 through 13 or 14. And so uh, basically Paul's writing this letter to the Ch- Colossian church. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a church that Paul planted, but like there's some false teachers coming in. And so Paul's writing this letter to just like address those issues. But he always starts off, in Paul's letters by writing a encouragement. And Mm -hmm. so he encourages the church of Colossae um, with, we continually, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing Mm -hmm. him in every way, bearing Mm -hmm. fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you and sharing in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And so that's just such a cool reminder that like in this season, like, so wow, that's so, what is that? You said Colossians, what? Colossians one specifically one. nine through, uh, 13 and 14. Okay. Um, great. And so I think that it's just such a beautiful um note to remind us that like God has given us a calling and like we sometimes like our good works, like we don't see the fruit yet. But like if we partner with Christ, like he'll give us the endurance and patience to make it through. And like I think we know better than anybody that this is a season that we need some endurance. And so yeah. I hope that was a, a cool reminder. But Sorry for the ramble, but that's a lot of what God's been speaking to me this season. Please don't apologize. I love to hear that. And we'll probably go and look that up tonight or tomorrow morning because I definitely need to sit in that for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, All right. We're going to do, I haven't figured out what to call this round, but I've heard like lightning rounds, rapid fire, speed round, close wrap up, whatever you (laughs) call it. We'll brand it. We'll brand it. (laughs) You can help me with that. We'll talk. talk. Um, (laughs) My people talk to your people. (laughs) Right. Right. I have four really fast questions that I want to wrap up for today. Unrelated to COVID conversation, um, but it's just for us to get to know you a little bit more. So number one, how do you drink your coffee? Um, so when I order at Starbucks, my favorite order is a grande sugar-free because I'm diabetic, (laughs) sugar-free vanilla latte. Um, and y'all, this is a game changer, sweet cream, cold foam. You can get that not just on top of cold brew, but any drink game changer. So I thought it was just for the cold brews. Mm -hmm. No, get it right. Like literally next time you get a Starbucks, you can slap it on top of your latte and it just adds, I love my coffee sweet. And so like chef's kiss, highly recommend. Yes. Amazing. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) Starbucks plug. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. So many plugs on this, on this (laughs) podcast. Uh, Okay. Number two, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, teleportation. Mm, I used to think invisibility, but I think I would get too offended (laughs) I heard overheard something I didn't want to. That so, is so funny. 
That's funny. Okay, we'll go with teleportation. Uh, all right, number three, what is one area you want to take courage in in 2021? Yeah, uh, take courage. Ooh, man, man, man. Uh, I think being more confident in the personality that God has made me. I think oftentimes mm-hmm. that I get insecure that I take up too much space uh, or I am just not qualified or I'm not cared for, like no one cares. And so just kind of uh, defeating those lies and like taking courage in how God made me because he made me very bold and loud and talkative. And uh, I think just using those qualities for good, just being being courageous in who he made me to be. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, All right. Last one is where can we find you for people to connect with you? Because I'm sure everybody is like, wow, this bold, courageous woman of God sounds great. (laughs) And she's funny. And I need to like connect with her in some way. So how can people find you if they want to be friends with you? Stop. I'm blushing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh I would say I'm definitely most active on Instagram, which is uh, Julia Weaver Photo, J-U-L-I-A-W-E-A-V-E-R, like Weaver, like weaving a basket and then photo. Um, I'm definitely most active on there. Um, You know, I'm on Facebook sometimes if you want (laughs) to chat it up with the old people. I'm just kidding. That wasn't meant to be a roast for, I I love Facebook. I love Facebook. Facebook is great. Nobody, I don't think anybody feels roast. You know what? And like, it's a great way to be connected with your family, but you can find Mm -hmm. me on there if you want. Um, uh, And then, yeah, I would say definitely Instagram. Um, And please like reach out to me, DM me. I love making new friends. And if you have any questions about faith or even photography, video, uh, elevation, I'm here. I'm your girl. (laughs) Resource for all things right now. Oh yeah. I try. (laughs) Dang. So cool. Julia, thank you so much. I know you are in a really busy season of your life right now, but thank you for taking some time on your Friday evening to, uh, talk with me. I know that people are going to take a lot of wisdom. You shared a lot of wisdom today that you might not even realize you shared, but there's a lot of good nuggets in this. So thank you. Thank you so much. There you have it. That is the awesome Julia Weaver. I hope you all enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed interviewing her and talking with her and laughing together. She is an amazing woman of God and I am so, so, so excited to see all of the things that God continues to do in her life. I just want to elaborate on that last point that she mentioned about God anointing the season that you are in. And I just think somebody needs to hear that. Whether you are a teacher like me or you're a mom or you are a college student, maybe you're trying to figure out how to start a business, maybe you're in a job you don't really like right now, but you have to be there right now to pay bills. Regardless of what it is, God has anointed you and he has given you all of the grace and all of the patience and all of the compassion to get through this season. It is still anointed, even if it feels crummy and complicated and confusing. God is still with you. He is helping you endure every single trial along the way. So thank you, Julia, for um, that encouragement. It definitely is going to stick with me for a long time. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. You could be listening to lots of other things, and the fact that you chose this podcast means so much. If you have a few extra moments today, I would really love if you could drop a review or subscribe or even just leave a comment letting me know what you thought of today's episode or sharing things that you would want to see more of. Or you could even share this podcast with someone who maybe needs today's message, like a friend or a family member. 
If you want to get connected with me in another way, Instagram is the platform where you can find me the most often. My handle is at Miss Tori J. That is M-I-S-S underscore T-O-R-I-J-A-Y. And we can connect on there. I hope you all have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Until next time, stay courageous.